Welcome to the Rad Beast Podcast. This is your host, Ali, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. Let me um, introduce you to the concept of um, of time, time machine, my time machine that I, it's an imaginary time machine that I'm going to be talking about it a lot in the podcast, um, especially when we're talking to, you know, someone from the past or someone from the future who hasn't been born yet and all sorts of cool stuff. Now, the time machine is when I either go to the past and I try to interview the person or I bring them here. Well, it doesn't really make a difference, but if you if you saw anything or had anything that was about time machine or time travel or welcome to 2020 welcome you know 1920 1820 or way back to 20 ad and whatnot so that's i guess the, the main thing but today as our first guest guest and it's i mean second of january we're gonna be talking to seneca the younger um i should have at least made some notes or you know had something to look at (laughs) when i'm saying this but just so you know i don't have any 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 notes to look at no scripts nothing um hope it goes well try to do this all at once and just, just like the thing about not taking notes and not saying from a material is that you say the things that are in your brain, and those things usually are the most important things. So I could go nuts with my notes and my scripts, just sound robotic and talk to you like this as I'm like reading. This is not an audiobook, this is spontaneous, this is random, and this is just you know something that we're doing that is not following a, a pattern. But, but anyway. Anyway, let's get to the point. Let me introduce you to Seneca, the younger. Or just Seneca. If you Google Seneca, you'll know who he is. He was a statesman, a playwright. And I think... um tutor to Nero so Nero was a um I think it was an emperor in I don't know what era again these are not on top of my head because they're not important what's important is stoic philosophy what's important is the their mindset so without further ado and without any introduction and context Actually, let me tell you a little bit about Stoicism. Stoicism. No, I'm not going to tell you that. That's going to make it boring. You're going to hear about Stoicism as I'm talking to Seneca. So, welcome. Please, welcome Seneca today. Hello, Seneca. Um, You know, it's really hard, you know, because of the timestamps. I had to travel all the way back 2020 years ago and a little bit a little bit less don't know 
what year is this in but i told my time machine to bring me to you right now don't know what year it is but it's a year that you're alive and you can talk to me and you can you know share your thoughts and ideas about your philosophy the school of thought that you subscribe to <laughs> i don't know what to say you bite to because it's not something that you created it's just something you follow something you you know you advertise you write about tell your friends about that's just i wanted to take that away from i wanted to learn from you and share with others in this era i think stoic philosophy can really help us be better humans and make the most of this time that we have on earth seneca this is so let me open a parenthesis when i say my name or when i say ali it's me who talk, who's talking and when i say seneca it's seneca who's replying or whoever person you'll get used to it seneca oh thanks ali thanks thanks for joining and bringing me in the show having me um yeah i mean I, i love sharing it i love sharing it to others my philosophy my mindset because it has helped me in my life it could help other people in their lives too you know it could it could make a difference and especially now that it's a, it's a beginning of a new decade for you um you can really use this to you know empower your brain not not your brain but like you can empower your life and you can do the things that matter okay this is me now me ali so um seneca you have an essay it's a short book called on the shortness of life it's pretty interesting the way you say that it's not that we have a short time to live but it's that we waste most of it is this like how is this you know what do you mean by short and long and how, like can you elaborate on this little philosophy a little bit more seneca yeah yeah sure so um shortness of life life as we've heard you know people say life is short and you should do the things you love and you're passionate about and all those corny things that you hear from everyone but <laughs> none of them are doing it is that they keep saying life is short but if you the lifespan has increased dramatically like the lifespan of my era which is 2000 years ago is way less than what it what's yours right now in a in a first world country you have like between 70 to 80 we had you know if someone made it to their 40s we would celebrate <laughs> but i mean at that time people said life is short and now they're still saying it when their lifespan is 70 to 80 so what's what's really the the, the thing is that we waste most of it we don't do the things that lift our spirit and make us feel alive in our life so we keep saying life is short because life is feeling of being alive you know that's what distinguishes us is that when you feel alive that's when you're truly living 
your life. And people associate that with like going on vacations or spending time with people they love, all that kind of stuff. So they say life is short because they spend the short the shortest amount of time doing those and the the more the, like they spend more time doing things they don't like. The things that don't make them feel alive, you know? It might be a boring job that they hate. It might be the subject they study and they don't it doesn't fulfill them. Maybe the people that are around them, most of them are not truly like helping them so that's the notion that's why we say life is short but technically looking at life mathematically if you literally count the days there are so many days there are so many hours and minutes in your life that you can spend on doing the things that you absolutely love you know, if you sleep eight hours a day and you work eight hours a day, you'll have eight other hours. And if you if you multiply that number by, let's say you have another 50 years to live, if you multiply that number eight times 50 years, so that's eight, day, eight hours a day, so that's multiplied by 365, that's alone about 3,000 hours in one year alone, right? In one year alone, there is almost 3,000 hours for you, only for you, right? And if you multiply it by 50, you have another 146,000 hours. But if you spend all of this time mindlessly doing the things that, again, I said, they don't make you feel alive, or are damaging to your soul and your body or your um, mind, you will find yourself in problem. And you will keep saying life is short. But life is long. I said these two only if you sleep eight hours and you work eight hours. Some people don't work. Some people are either self-employed, they work for themselves, or some people work more than that, or they, they work and sleep. They don't have any any time left for them. So the key thing is 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 looking at where your time is going. That's the biggest thing cuz literally you get 24 hours a day and same as everyone. This is this is I think the ultimate fairness of life. You get this time and everyone else gets the same amount of time. You know, I have an old saying that says an old man has no proof of their age. Well actually an, an old man has no proof of their life but their age. So they say, oh, I lived this long. Okay, sure, you lived this long, but how much of this time did you actually feel alive? This is the question they should begin asking themselves. Like, where is your time going? You get up in the morning, you go to work, or you don't go to work, or you do this and do that. You, you to, to realize how long life is, you have to analyze what activities you spend time on doing. You know, what do you do? Do you, you know, in your era, 2020, you have access to countless things. We don't have this right now. You know, all my friends can do is either go to war or train or spend time with people they love. It, 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 
we didn't have a lot of options. So it's, it's even harder for you to really examine your values and the things that you really, really love. You examine, you search, you look. See, is this Netflix show going to give me inspiration? If, if, if yes, then go watch it. Is this person going to lift up my spirit? Is this activity going to bring me joy and fulfillment at the end of the day? So if you keep asking yourself these questions, you will find yourself less saying life is short because life is long. You pick the activities you really love, you do those things and you avoid the things that don't. That don't, you know, make you feel alive. Feeling alive is the biggest thing. And I think that's the introduction to Stoic philosophy. So, that's it, I guess. Is that life is not, is, is not short. Life is short because we tell ourselves it's short and we don't, you, we don't fucking waste a lot of it. We waste most of it doing the things we don't like with the people we don't like. Or being mindless, not being mindful of what we're doing, just mindlessly on our phones. I see it everywhere. I see it through the lens you gave me. This glass I put on, I can see your your time stamp. I can see people on their phones doing mindless things that they don't even love. They're just doing because other people are doing that. They they don't have anything else to do. So for those people, it's better it's better for them to find something, find an activity, find a person. You know what I mean? To be more mindful in everyday life. That's that's the biggest thing to do and you will then say hey life is long enough i can do whatever i want you want to train you want to eat healthy you want to create things you want to learn how to use something learn how to god whatever whatever you want to do life you have enough time to do it not like saying i don't have time it's a bullshit mindless excuse and to really be a stoic, this is what you're going to do. You're going to separate. Okay, that's me now. This was really, really powerful, I guess. Um, it was really enlightening. To, it, was a, it was a challenge to most of us' assumption. Like, we assume that these things that we, we hear since childhood are true. We keep them as status quo. And we don't really search beyond them. We say, okay, that's it. And that's just the way it is. But the fact that you really challenge the status quo of having no time, this is big, right? This is huge. And again, there's going to be people say, hey, no, you don't know what I'm, you don't know what I do. You know, my life is so busy and all that, 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 that. Again, that's an excuse. That's a, that's a method for hiding their insecurities. That's a method for to 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 excuse their weakness and their fear of not doing it. <laughs> That's literally it. Um so okay, Seneca, I wanna ask you to briefly introduce the topic of stoicism. I know it's really big, it's a really it's a huge thing. It's uh, you, you, I mean, you cannot explain this in 15 minutes, but I'm going to ask you to do your best and tell me whatever you know about this philosophy and, how, and, and, and most importantly, how can we apply it to everyday life? Please. 
Seneca. Okay, so you want to know about Stoicism? If you want to know about the facts and the figures and all that, you guys have Google. We don't. We, back in 2,000 years ago from your time, we don't have Google. But you guys have. So go use that. Go use Google to find about Stoicism. But since you asked me, since you asked me to introduce you to Stoicism, I'm going to try my best to do it. Listen, I think Stoicism is all about self-mastery. It's about having control over ourselves. And, but it starts by asking us certain questions about our lives. It may ask all the questions that I mentioned in 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 my previous in my previous conversation with you that I talked about um, time and stuff. It asks you to separate your life into two buckets: things that you can control and things that you cannot control. And th- there's another bucket that I believe should exist for the things that you don't know yet. If it's in your control or not in your control. There's, a, so, there's so many things in your control. Which is your time. Your money. Your relationships. Your. Um, your. Everything you do. That you consciously choose for yourself. And are your decisions. They are. Those are the things that are in your control. But. At the same time. There are things that are not. Like the way other people interact with you is not in your control. You can try to be a nice person. You can try to impress people. But at the end of the day, it's their choice. So it's not you who is saying these people should treat me like this. So this goes into the second bucket. Or an event that was completely out of your control. You know, maybe your car broke down or maybe... You tried your best for a project that didn't succeed or, you know, you tried doing something and didn't work or, you know, flight was delayed or the country you were born, your, your height, all these things that are not in your control. You know, these things just aren't. You just cannot do anything about these things. You know, your parents, your childhood, this, you didn't control it. You didn't say, I want to have this parent, I want to have this name, this personality, this face, this, this, this. But your lifestyle is your control. Once you separate your life into two buckets, you have to ask yourself, how much time and energy am I spending on the things that are not in my control? You know, these are the things that may not bring me joy. You know, how, how am I being angry at this person for treating me like that? Was it really my control or was it their control? And this is absolutely a superpower. It's crazy if you, if you realize this. There's this tranquility, this state of calmness that's beyond reach of most people. Where they are like, there's nothing can interrupt their inner peace. And it just makes you very, very free. But it comes with practice. You, you, you have to practice it. You have to practice and cultivate calmness. And having, having control over yourself. Not getting angry. Not worrying. 
not debating, not overthinking on the things that are not in your control. That's the biggest thing that there is in Stoic philosophy. And Epictetus said, freedom is the only worthy goal of life. And it comes when you stop worrying about the things that are not in your control. So this is this is it. You can control your lifestyle. You can control your diet. You can control the people you hang out with. You can control the money you spend on the things. You can control your career. You can control... You can control most of it. I'm not saying it's 100% in your... But you have... You have a certain degree of control over like, oh, today rain. So, so rain and, and what? Your clothes got wet? This wasn't out of your control. You cannot do anything about that at all. But the fact that you, your, your response, see, this is the biggest thing. Your response to the things that you cannot control is your control, is in your control. So the way you responded, the way you reacted, the way you look at it, that's, that's the, that's, that's huge. You don't understand? It's crazy. Your response to those. And to really get it, you have to say that, okay, I may have a lot of problems. Some of them are in my control, some of them aren't. The things that aren't in my control, like, this person doesn't treat me that well. Okay, you. what can you do about this person? Can you remove them from your life? Or can you try to tell them to be better to you? You know? And that's... I mean, if you just try it. And the way you look at it, this is it. This is how you respond to that. That is your control. But so this is this is where it gets interesting. It said the combination of the two buckets. Some things that you just don't know. Your income, maybe. Your income currently is in your control because of your, because you're doing this job. But if you quit the job, you may be jobless. And you might say, hey, no, no, this isn't working. But you could do something else. You know what I mean? That examination is very, life gets interesting. But, like, it's very new. Like, no one has ever mentioned it. But seeing the combo between the two is fun. Because you say... I'm fat, you know, I'm overweight, I don't look good, I don't like myself, you know, these are harsh, it's not in your control right now, it was, you cannot do anything about it right now, this is how you, but, 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 but what's interesting is if you try to make yourself better, you know what I mean, this is, this is the combo as I was talking about. You may be like, oh, I'm not good at this activity right now. I don't know this skill. Okay. Okay. Good. You know that it's you don't know his skill, so it's out of your control. But you can learn it. This is in your control. You go. And there's always a certain level of risk involved. That's, I think, the main reason why people take rad action. You know, the way, the fact that you started this podcast to have a voice and share your ideas with the world or 
Steve Jobs created Apple because he wanted new computers the way that he wanted them. You know, a person might ask a person out because they are currently dissatisfied with their life, but they want to change it. So all the bold actions you see humans take, most of them are because of this combination. They are unsatisfied with something right now and they want to say, hey, no, no, no. Let me change it. Let me change the way I approach relationships. Let me change the way I talk to strangers. Let me change the way I I I I learn new things. Let me change it. So so this change all comes from when you analyze the two things and you go in the middle. You go into the things that are the combination. You can and you cannot control. You may be Getting bad grades in school, sure, okay. Your grades are not literally in your control. What is in your control is your action. You know, the things that you do to make your time, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all related. How I mentioned time and how you, um, you know, use your time. That's big, you know, because that's what matters in the end. That's what, like, you cannot change your result manually, right? You, you just can't. It's like functions in maths. You cannot say that, like, I want to get this result. No, you have to say, I want to change my actions that map to that result. You know what I mean? And that's, gets, that's what it gets really interesting. So change is possible. And on the other side of the change, on the other side of the suffering, is usually a good good amount of freedom and joy. There is joy, there is freedom, and there is satisfaction. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's I mean, stoicism is all about stories we construct in our head. About events, about people, about time, about about everything. Stories they tell us. To manipulate those stories and to take action is the biggest thing of stoicism. Wisdom is pretty huge too. You gotta keep learning every day. Learn about yourself mostly. That's the most important thing. You learn about you. You you analyze your actions, you you see your you see where your time goes, you see your people, you you analyze your energy. This is Stoicism. Stoicism, if you Google it, Google Stoic is someone who is always, you know, calm and is not responding to anything. And it's just whatever life throws at them, they just, just poker face. That's not it. No. I'm not asking you to tend to fucking robots walking around the street. No. I'm, it's the complete opposite. Stoicism is about being alive. Stoicism is about joy, it's about happiness and freedom. That's the whole thing about Stoicism. Stoicism is not what, what, what stoic the word really means. No. Um, that's pretty much it. Ali. 
wow, that was really enlightening. Again, I said that, <laughs> but it really was. I mean, it was crazy the fact that you use the analogy of buckets and analysis and all those things that we should do in order to um, control the things in our lives that may not necessarily be in our control right now, but it, they could be. You know, as you said, like your way, your lifestyle, your habits, most of it, mostly. I think this is really crazy. And I think if, if everyone followed this pattern and this rule, not everyone, like if people did it, their lives would have improved drastically. And it's such a simple and practical way of looking at life. Unlike many philosophies, that may be a little bit abstract and only applicable to a certain group of people. This was really practical. Thank you, Seneca, for joining us today. I might invite you to, you know, for future programs and episodes to get your ideas, to get your thoughts. And that's it, I guess. I, yeah, that's it. Let's end that convo. Okay. All right, guys. Oh, wow. Wow. I, oh, shit. All of that stuff, I said it. Like, I, I, I didn't have a note. Or, I guess I should construct a simple, like, a, at least a dot point format to have on my next um, episode. But uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And you can subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you get your podcast from. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, do it. And look, look, the things I said, they're not the, the perfect demonstration of Stoicism or the reality of history of Stoicism and Seneca and the years and all that. I tried to just tell you whatever I knew, not whatever someone has put on internet and um, copying that. No, this is, this is all I knew about time control and buckets and life and joy um i guess that's it that's um enjoy your day and let's make 2020 the greatest year ever till next time stay rad what